0: Hey everybody, Uh, it's Paul. And this is John. And this is the Mad Men Recap and thanks for listening. Finally, we're back to it. It's been a little while, hasn't it, John?
1: It's been a while and we've been getting some requests to get back on it and here we are.
0: Ready to knock it out? What are we knocking out? Indian summer, John. We're coming right up on the end of season one.
1: And what do we find out in Indian summer?
0: Oh, I can't wait to tell you. First we find out that Peggy can celebrate like a grown-up. We find out that the spin cycle may be better than Don Draper. And lastly, uh, roast beef plus Lucky Strike divided by Mona equals coronary number two, pal. But before we get
1: to all that, we start out with Mr. Adam Whitman. We see Adam in the basement. I'm sorry, the first floor of his hotel. He's trying to mail a parcel to Don, a little box. The
0: guy, the He's bot- looking extra greasy, too.
1: He 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 always did. He the did. few times, well, the few times we've seen him, very greasy. Probably something in his diet. Anyways, he bails off a thing. We see him upstairs. He lays out some money. He writes a note that we don't know what it is. And then, sadly, he hangs himself. And they, I think, they shoot that very well. You know, you just see they the do, feet. Yeah. It's a good shot. And and then they cut away. Um, so kind of a very sad start to the episode. It is. And we, you know, and and if you kept up with the show you know what what happened uh, he wanted to get into his long lost brother's life after he thought he'd been dead for the last 20 years um he found him he talks to him and he gets uh, you know stonewalled he has no family he's got a janitor job and he's you know completely alone so this is how he decides to go
0: sometimes you got to do what you got to do john
1: I don't know. I mean, he could, he could maybe hop on the couch with Betty at the therapy office, you know?
0: Hey, that's right. Let's talk it out before we make a rash decision. Exactly.
1: But well, that's what he does. And then after we see the the feet, it jumps right to the office. And we get to Peggy. I really like this. I mean, all this stuff they do in this show is so great. You know, Peggy's talking to her mom, which is really the first time that yeah. we get any kind of a, a clue into her life outside work. You know, up to this point in season one, it's only been Peggy at the office. So, so she's talking to her mom a little bit about maybe going out on a date that she doesn't want to do. And Joan comes up behind her. And Peggy says, you know, were you listening to my phone call? And Joan snaps. You mean your personal phone call?
0: That's it right, was, John. It was
1: fantastic.
0: Listen, work is work, pal. That's right. You, know, you ever, oh, you do you ever make ever, personal phone calls? I, I never make personal phone calls, John. When I work, I get into tunnel vision, my friend. Really? It's all focus here, man. All right. All focus. Can I can I say one thing about Betty uh, that I I didn't notice when I first Wait, Betty. i sorry, or Peggy? Peggy. God, people, right. it's embarrassing, John. <laughs> uh, uh, I didn't notice the first time I watched uh season one. Is you can she really does uh they, they really pack on the pounds.
1: Oh, it's it gets absurd at the the final episode. It's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. yeah they, I
0: mean, no. fat suits, John, like I've never seen.
1: Well, that's the thing. I think right now, the the weight gain you almost couldn't tell. Like if she had really put it on for the role. Whereas in the last episode, it's like, wow, you know, they little heavy on the makeup chair. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you're right. She definitely she's putting on weight and, and it's noticeable. Um, and then so uh, Don comes in. Uh, Joan, you know, is visibly worried about Roger, and we know why. And then after that, the the boys come in, um, and they get. This thing this is weird. it is weird now this this does this ever happen to you and work? They were saying that they got this because they had a conflict um and the, the other company had a conflict, so they like
0: swapped clients. does that ever happen you, 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 you do have issues with con- conflicts we've never swapped clients with anyone, but um yeah, you have to be you have to be aware and it's usually pretty simple to be aware, but you have to be very aware that um even in the slide, is you know, even if there's a slight connection between the between the clients, you can have a conflict, and you know, you're just going to get in legal trouble. So you just have to be mindful. Sure. Of it. Well, it's not like they exactly swapped, but you know, uh,
1: Sterling Cooper had sent um, this this guy Ed Bolts a, uh, a tire ad mm-hmm. campaign, and so then this was kind of him returning the favor sometime down the road.
0: Oh yeah, man, that kind that of stuff happens? can happen. Sure. Okay. You're just you're just uh, searching around for some extra some extra work, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah.
1: So, anyways, it, it's a it's it's built as a weight loss belt. Um, okay. They call it the passive exercise regime. I could use this, by the way. I mean, if it worked, and, <laughs> you know. And it's funny they they were saying how they the the boys tried to try it out, and um and and give it to their wives. And Crane's wife, you know, gave it back to her. And Freddie's wife said it didn't work, but is still keeping on it hmm Um you know, which was which was pretty funny. Uh you know, it's really weird, like Pete actually has some kind of uh attack of conscience, or I don't know. because uh, Ken's like, yeah, if we can if we can actually turn this around, we can make a fair amount of money. And Pete's like, Well, you can't really sell fake weight loss. I don't know where that came from.
0: Well, you can't. You'll get sued. Will you? Yeah. False mm-hmm. advertising, John. <laughs> You can't, All right. Yeah, I mean, your product has to work, you wouldn't want to get involved with a product that doesn't work, and then it's just a mess. Especially for them, the whole force advertising could come back to them as well.
1: Yeah, uh, And then, you know, there's this, this little interplay between Pete and Don and Peggy, where there's a lot of friction. It kind of starts, continues to build here, where um, Don says, hey, let's give it to Peggy. Pete's a little irked and says, no, no, I said we were going to put our big guns on it. And Don says, our big guns have been silent." And I gave it to Peggy.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and then from there we go right to Peggy's apartment.
0: And man, and her roommate is a piece of work, man. I would be too if I got no Velveeta. Fair enough. Fair enough. Here's my thing. I'm kind of on the roommate side in a way. It's like, listen, we got a phone. Okay, just use it, and then pay half.
1: Right. Right. Uh, no, Kate had a
0: Kate had a roommate situation once where um, they got cable. And one of the roommates didn't want to pay for it. Uh, she's like, ah, oh, you know, I just never. Uh, I'm not gonna watch it. And she's like, really, you're not gonna watch it? Come on, man! I don't miss the roommate situation, my friend.
1: No, 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 not at all. But you know, I think this is another another clue to the the uh, audience that Peggy's uh, now eating for two. When the roommate goes into how you know she didn't get any food, Peggy's eaten everything in the house, um, even though Peggy Peggy tries to. Slough it off that you know I was just having some friends over and so the roommate walks away peggy tries on this what she is now called a relaxizer and gets a a surprise a jolt if you will
0: she takes it right off if i remember correctly
1: yeah well yeah she was she was not expecting that and uh, and then they jump from that and we go for just a moment to see betty at home alone reading a magazine in bed and then they go right over to don not alone What's but the in making bed. With, with the, the mankin. mankin with the mankin and um and you know she's kind of goes into uh how does this work you know what what is this and i you know i think we all know that this is not going to go well
0: i don't know man i'm completely i don't know how to feel about the, the these like does does Dine really want to stay with any of these ladies that he's cheating with he acts like he does, and I realize you have to tell the ladies that obviously you have to say it's all, it's only you, baby, I love you, baby, but I mean you know later in the episode when he goes when he goes to get her and and they and 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 he wants to run away together, and yes, I'm jumping ahead because people I don't have to stay in
1: well in and that's that the next episode.
0: episode oh is it, yeah, God oh, damn it. <laughs> uh, Way to give him a little preview. That's what we call That's a what tease I do. That in is. the industry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess it is. Uh, yeah, I mean, no, I I'm with know. you. I think this is what makes the show so
1: great. Is that everybody? So many of the characters are complex to where you can't just put them in a little a little box.
0: I think he does, but no, I, I think he does genuinely fall in love with these girls, but in a very uh, in, in a very like high school kind of way. Right. You know right. what I mean. Absolutely. And I mean, you know, I don't do a lot of cheating or none. And uh, <laughs> I <Nice> save. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's like it seems I don't know, but it seems like you would kind of have in your head the whole time. Like, all right, you know, I'm not actually going to this actually isn't going to go anywhere. But I don't know if Don has that thought.
1: No, no, I really think Don had planned to um he hadn't planned. His thought in his head is to be with this Rachel girl for. A long time and and then you know it, but it's clear that that's not established that's what Mencken would like uh, and and that's what Don says he would like and that's it and then we hop right to the next morning uh, Don never went home he just goes to the office pulls out his new Mencken shirt oh, yeah. gets dressed while Peggy comes in to deliver her information on her research for the belts
0: and yeah, that was kind of funny eh? it was a- it took they a did long well. time to get there. It was it was it was a well as a well written scene. Yeah, yeah, no,
1: exactly. I I enjoyed it. It was a nice, purposefully awkward, fun scene. Yes. Um,
0: but I liked it at
1: the end of the scene. You know, when he says how to how to go about it, he gives her some some nice little instruction on how to come up with an idea. I thought that was great. Mm-hmm. Um, and then and then mm-hmm. we leave the office for the day. It's Betty at home. Uh, you know, this is sometime late morning, afternoon, and she's still in the nighty. And
0: hey, listen, pal. If yeah. I got to stay home all day. I mean, never pants on ever. I
1: thought you were going to say he'd be in a nighty.
0: I would. Well, the equivalent of a Paul nighty is pantsless, and then probably a stained T-shirt. I'm, I'm imagining a pizza stain. I mean, yes, I don't. I, you know, I, I wouldn't dress as pretty as Betty, but I'm I'm not as pretty as Betty, so why try?
1: Cheers. There you go. Um, but yeah, so she's at home by herself. Salesman comes by. They, uh, you know, he offers his, his, wares. She says, no, he asks for a drink.
0: What do you mean by his wares, John?
1: Which would be air conditioning units. Okay. Okay. Um, wink, wink. And uh... he, he comes in and he starts trying to sell again, pointing out where the cool air is going, where he could put a unit, you know, can I come upstairs, get some measurements and they start going upstairs and um but just kinda has has a flash like hey this isn't right.
0: Yeah I'm, my 90 we're going to the bedroom. Now let's let's not forget to mention, and I ain't gay or nothing, but he's a good looking dude. He is, he's an attractive he man. He is a good looking dude.
1: It kinda reminds me of that uh, that guy from the seventies show. Um no. Topher.
0: No. 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 I'm not gonna no. Okay.
1: Moving Never on. Mind. <laughs> so anyway, she, she uh, kind of has a little attack. She says, we'd rather go to Sears and, and kind of rushes him out. Yeah. And we go back to the, the office and Cooper comes into the office and uh, tells Don, we got to meet with Lucky Strike. They're nervous. They called my bluff about Roger. They're coming in. Clear your day.
0: I find this to be a little unbelievable. Okay. I mean, I've you know I've never dealt with clients at this level, obviously, because yep. why yeah. would you put me in charge of that? But uh, I mean, the guy's had a heart attack, uh, and I mean, yes, obviously, he's you know that's could, a lot different from today. It could go either way, but you know,
1: as far as heart attacks, treatment, outcome, you know, I mean, that's it's a different world. True. You know, they can't they can't just go in there and fix the artery. They can't give you a new artery. They weren't doing aspirin, you know. Like he says in that one episode, you know, he did everything they told him. That he ate the butter and drank the cream. You know, I mean, he Well, then how, how his, oh. does he
0: not die? What's that? How does he not die?
1: Well, there's well, not to get too medical, but um, there's a lot of different ways that you can not die from a heart attack. Fair enough. Um, it just means that part of the heart got damaged from lack of blood flow. So the blood flow can start back spontaneously. If the, if the cause goes away, mm-hmm. um, or the heart can compensate. So part of your heart can die, but there's enough working heart that you can keep going. Fair enough. Um, so, but, but again, there was no way to know those things back then. Well,
0: maybe um, if so, they tried so, a little harder.
1: So that's why, that's why later on, Crane says, you know, he's a dead man from a business standpoint, because nobody knows if he's gonna be around in another week. Um, but anyways, uh, so he, you know, they're getting, they're getting ready. They're getting psyched up for, uh, for the lucky strike guys, make sure they keep their number one clients. And, um, and then they, they bounce out of the office into a Manhattan eatery and we see Rachel and Barbara.
0: And now who is Barbara? I don't know who Barbara is. Barbara Is that Katz. her sister?
1: Barbara Katz is Rachel's sister. Barbara Mary. Barbara
0: Katz. Look at you and the name. I forget who the guy was that chastised us for not knowing the names, but in your eyes, sir. (laughs) Anyway, sorry.
1: (laughs) But anyway, you know, they're they're talking. Barbara's trying to set Rachel up with somebody. Rachel's like, no, no. You know, I'm I'm kind of seeing this guy and Barbara. You know, Barbara gives that great line about, you know, all I know is the movies. It's magical. And then they start talking about leaving his wife. And then he doesn't.
0: That's right. Seen it a hundred times. Um, you
1: know, which is you know pretty nice foreshadowing, I guess, mm-hmm. uh, for what's coming up.
0: Fair enough. So then we jump. Uh, we, I mean, because that's all that really happened there. But we kind of jump back to uh, to Don and Betty. Uh, it's 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 warm. It's the summertime. Well, no, it's it's the Indian summer, so it's hot, and uh, hence the air conditioner guy. And anyway, Betty reveals that an air conditioner guy showed up at the door. And he seemed okay, so I let him in. And Don, well, Don gets pissed.
1: I think she just wanted him to get pissed. Like, she wanted him Did to I show don't? some emotion, to be no. jealous.
0: Fair enough. Fair enough. I don't understand. I'm not a jealous person, obviously. Obviously. But Really? Uh, no, not at all. Uh, but I, does he overreact a little bit? No. I got to say that would be not, I mean, okay, it's 50 years later or whatever.
1: That's what I'm saying. I really think that it's more, that that's more of a time period thing that, uh, you know, especially her by herself and his how, yeah, I I think he just reacted how you'd react in 1960s.
0: Fair enough. But, enough.
1: uh, But yeah, I mean, that's all about, that's about all that happens. He gets a little peeved and then rolls over and goes to
0: sleep. He he, I mean, you know, ch- chastises her and it's like, "I'm not going to talk about this. You're an idiot." Kind of attitude, not cool. Mm-hmm. So then we jump to the next day, and uh, first scene is Roger coming in with Mona to the uh, to the office
1: to a rousing applause.
0: Not looking so good either.
1: No, what what was it that uh, Crane said? He looks like death.
0: Yeah, he did look <laughs> bad. They had him looking bad.
1: Yeah. You know what I was thinking
0: is that they probably had Joan just
1: wipe makeup off. <laughs> of.
0: <laughs> that's right because they he looked he looked so pale that they take him in uh, one of the, they take him in his office and have Joan come in and try to try to breathe a little life into him with um with some foundation.
1: Yes, yes and some lipstick mm-hmm. used as rouge. Indeed. But and that's where he makes a little uh uh what do you say a confession or announcement to Joan. About how happy he was with the time they spent together, yeah, and uh and she gets a little upset, but it was a nice, nice moment
0: it was i mean it, it's it's this is a, it's, you know she cries, it's obviously a moment where um you see that they 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 obviously and seriously do have quite a connection, yeah and uh and would make a great couple by the way
1: yeah and and you know you go from this wonderful sweet moment to like probably. The grossest scene in Mad Men. Do
0: you remember that?
1: What now? So, before we go to lunch with Roger, Mm. we actually bounce out of the office, and we're at Francine's house.
0: Who you hate. You hate Francine. I do,
1: but this has nothing to do with her character, per se. And I understand that this is all natural, but she's sitting there. Oh, this is really gross.
0: You're right. (laughs) This is... Forgot all about this, but this is this is far away, and maybe it's just because we're dudes, but I don't think it is. No. Go ahead. I'm no. sorry.
1: No, I'm just gonna say, you know, they're sitting there in the baby's room, and she looks down at her shirt and says, "Pretty soon, the milk stains are gonna meet the sweat stain." <laughs>
0: <laughs> and it's true. You can see them both you on the dress. <laughs> oh man! Listen, John. Uh, those two things are a lot like farting. It's just natural and we all do it well. And you and I don't lactate, but we all. <laughs> yeah. That's true. And
1: technology has come up with better advancements to catch that.
0: No, no, no. I prefer just to kind of drip out anyway. <laughs> Fair enough.
1: So that was about, it. I mean, you know, all that was to, all that was, was to establish that Don's reaction would be probably typical and why did she do that? Because you know, Francine's like, Oh, Carlton would break my arm. Um so that's know. all that's all that little bit was for. Because then then we go right back. We we see the lunchroom with all the lucky strike guys there. I like the lucky strike guy. Really? Yeah. I don't, don't like
0: him. I gotta say, if anybody looks like they're gonna die, it's that guy. What well, I no,
1: I don't think I don't I didn't say he looks like he's long for this world. <laughs> <laughs> But I like I like, you know, his personality, his character. Um I like him. So they're all there. And then Roger comes in, gives a little talk, goes to give a toast, and bam, down he goes.
0: Now what? now uh we're gonna pull in the medical professional here. Uh would would taking a bite of a roast beef sandwich really trigger that? No. not I mean, not at all. what would have triggered that? Well, I
1: think they're I think what the show is trying to to show, especially with Mona's reaction, is that it was the the stress on the body of getting up, getting dressed, having to, to stress yourself to perform. Yeah, the dog um, and pony. Show of, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I, I think that's what they were trying to show. And, and stress, you know, stress can contribute to a lot of things. There's a lot of good information about the, the hormone changes, the the, uh, the the steroid changes in your body just from stress. So that, that can contribute to stuff. Fair enough, um, but yeah. So, the, so he has another coronary. They call the, uh, the the squad, the stretcher. They take him out. Mona's pissed. Oh yeah, Mona's pissed, and um, tells Bert to go to hell. You know, says he he puts a value on human life, and um, and then there's like a little interchange where the the guy from Lucky Strike is like, look, you know, I got a board. I like you guys, but I got I got responsibilities. And Bert's like, oh, you know, really, Don's the one pulling the strings.
0: Well, I mean, I guess it depends what Roger's doing. uh, What Roger's really doing for them, because it seems as if, okay, he's going to be. I mean, most likely, Roger's only dealing with Mister Lucky Strike there. Like, he is helping keep him happy as they feed creative to him. So well, no, I have a hard
1: time understanding why. Well, remember, because in the lunchroom, Roger was the one that was giving the report on what was going on in Washington. And it sounds like Roger's the one that's kind of more on, you know, working with the lobbyists from their side. So, of it. so
0: Roger's on the strategy side. Yes. In essence. OK, right. now that makes a little more sense. Although back then there wasn't really strategy, but maybe that was it was just an unnamed kind of thing.
1: Sure. Sure. And and so, you know, um the uh, the guy's like, you know, you gotta show Don how much he uh, how much you like him and that's uh, that's kind of where you get the idea he's gonna go to partner and you even hear that in the very next scene where the boys are talking about what just happened and, and uh, you know, Crane and, and Crane really comes off as kind of the class of that group Oh, um, indeed Is like, oh, you know not hard to see, they'll bump Draper up to partner, everybody will fall in line Mm -hmm. and uh you know and it's just so funny because once again pete goes on and on about how uh you know how good everybody else is in the office and how not good don draper is i mean it's sad it's really sad
0: and kinsey uh says do you think he likes me
1: i believe kinsey has
0: um has a thing for don oh not at all
1: no 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 (laughs) kinsey just wants to be where the money is he knows if he can stay around don he'll be fine
0: This is true. This is true. You want to stay around people that are good because there's not very many of them.
1: And I thought that was a great little uh, interchange where, um, you know, him and Crane were both like, well, you know, uh, you know, I work at getting him to like me. And Sal's like, yeah, but I can tell when you do. You don't know that he is. (laughs) That's true. You know those people. You know those people that come across as genuine and they're working at it and people that are coming across as sucking up. You know, okay. there is a there is a difference.
0: Oh yeah. I know. I feel you. I feel
1: you. But so then go ahead.
0: Well then we move on to the next scene. Which is which is awkward and, and awful. And I don't
1: Are we just gonna skip it? Do we not talk about Should it? Should
0: we just skip it?
1: No. Oh now, now everybody wants to know what it is. Fair enough, John. Do you wanna do you wanna end the show with that scene?
0: No, let's just do it and get it over with. It makes me uncomfortable.
1: Okay, you start.
0: It's um and I don't know how anyone's going to go out with Peggy at this point. But Peggy's on a date. Out in Brooklyn. All right. And uh, she is just being a complete ass. She is? She is com- being a complete ass. She's acting, How so? She's acting so high and mighty. Like, she works in New York. No, I'm sorry. She works in Manhattan. She, uh, you know, she's getting writing assignments. You know, blah, blah, blah. And all you do, Mr. Man, is drive a truck of potato chips.
1: See, I actually took it the other way. I no. thought Peggy was just trying to be no. as conversational as you would be on a blind date. No. Um, and I didn't, you know.
0: No.
1: I I, I kind of took it took her side on this one.
0: I will, I'm i not taking her side. I totally take the guy's side.
1: Yeah, and you would think I would, too. But I didn't see it. I, I saw the guy as being... Cause like when he said, you know, he got all pissed off because she was like, "You drive a truck, like that's what he does. He does drive well, a yes, truck." Yes, it is
0: what he does. He drives a truck. But she was making it sound less than. She was making it sound like I work in Manhattan, and you know, I'm I'm the up and up. I am the corporate. I am the big. I am the bigness. The genius. And you're just an idiot who has to drive a truck because you can barely read. I'm surprised you can even speak in complete sentences to me, oh, truck man. Wow. I don't know. That is exactly how she was doing it. I don't know because
1: she, you know, she was talking about her roommate and her place in Brooklyn, and she was talking about, no. you know, she was saying how she doesn't even know what's in the drinks she ordered. No. So I, I don't know. I think I, I might disagree a little bit on that point. Because he, well, really, we'll I mean, he really, really disagree, John. He drops that low blow on her, where he's like, you know, you, you don't look like those girls. That was just me. He
0: had to because she was being a dick. Hmm.
1: All right, I'll have what to rewatch said, that. I, you should rewatch
0: likely. it because honestly, I'm on his side.
1: All right, all right, Just that's so. fair enough. Um, what do you think of like your little send-off line there? Oh, what it, was it? Tell that me. those those people in Manhattan they are better than us because they want things they haven't seen.
0: I, I mean, you can all. I mean, right? You, you're always going to land on, uh, you know, people with higher aspirations are going to do better. But Uh I think I always, speaking for myself now, I always have a soft spot in my heart for just your working class person. Like, you know, like this guy drives a truck. He's worked very hard to get his own route and kind of build his own life. And it's no less uh, of an achievement, really, than uh, Peggy working hard to to build uh, this writing career.
1: I agree with that. He
0: just chose to do a different thing. And yes, he didn't step out out of his out of the boundaries of um, his class necessarily, but he, cer- he certainly isn't a, he, he he isn't lazy. No, no, not at all. It's just saying? it's funny coming from a guy who lives in Brooklyn and works in Manhattan. <laughs> uh, and I used to have a truck route, but then I thought <laughs> I'm less than, so I got a job in Manhattan.
1: Oh man! Anyway, so, so that's it for the dates. Actually, that wasn't too bad. I thought we did well with that. Mm. That was not not so bad. Um, and we go home, and here's Don again calling the doctor, uh, Doctor Arnold Wayne, behind Peggy's ba- or Betty's back.
0: Mm-hmm. And you know, of course he did. Of
1: course he did what all doctors do, and he recommended more treatment. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um, I'm gonna need you to open your wallet a little wider, sir.
1: Yeah. Oh, I mean, that was almost exactly what he said. And Don <laughs> Don gives his great eye roll. Yeah, he's like, "I'll think about it." But yeah. you know, I mean, you almost had like uh, you had this, you had a sense for a second, at least I did that. You know, maybe he's not Don's not this super bad guy because when he was uh, on the phone and the doc was saying you you sound unhappy, and and Don's like, "Look, this has nothing to do with me." this is all about her you you've you've taken somebody uh, that was already fragile and made her weaker so he's not he's not thrilled with the progress
0: well and i've said this i think i've said this before on the show i it's not that don doesn't love betty it's just that things have started falling apart and they're not and there's just no way to stop it you right. know what i mean i think i think his initial uh Connection with Betty is probably similar to many of the connection he has with all the other women uh, He's been with it's just that this Not, one is long-term. Yeah, and It fell apart. I mean it just it, it falls down on the fact that it either moved too fast They didn't understand each other Well
1: and remember when the the, when the very first thing we see in episode one is uh, Midge his mistress in Manhattan, and we don't know I mean that could have been going on from the day after his wedding you know, we have no idea when that started, so
0: I like to think it hadn't,
1: but fair enough, um, but anyway, so we, we hop uh, hop back to the office. Peggy is presenting the now what is called the rejuvenator mm-hmm. to the office. Don helps out by saying that it is in fact a pleasure device, and Indeed. Ken and Freddie almost come to blows
0: oh. Seriously, I want to say right now, and I'm going to just step into the present. I miss Freddie. Yeah, I no, wish must... Freddie hadn't lost his job in season two.
1: No, I agree. He was fun.
0: He is, he he is fun. Was, uh, he was a good. He was a good kind of middleweight guy. You know, like he wasn't one of the douchey kids. Right. But he didn't hold the hoity-toity uh, power that Roger and Don hold. He exactly. Was, he was a great. He was a great kind of middle road guy.
1: And there's a lot of those guys. I mean, that's a that's a, that's a person that's in every office. Yeah.
0: yeah um totally. you
1: know and, and he even jumped in after her presentation. He's like, "I like it." You know. He's a he's very um he does a good job. You know, he tells people
0: when it's good and when it's bad. Yeah, he he certainly he certainly wasn't bad at his job. No. He was a he was he was a uh I, I, anyway. We'll we'll talk about that when when
1: it yeah. happens. Well, so so the next scene then is one of the Things we kick the show off with. Oh, my. The old spin
0: cycle. Mm Mm-hmm. You can't beat it, man. No? Uh, So I've heard. All right. So so... uh, Betty's home doing some laundry, and uh, the the washer is kind of jiggling out of place. She pushes it back into place and has what some may call a moment, John. Like an
1: unclean thought?
0: An unclean fantasy.
1: Involving (laughs) who?
0: Uh, Mr. Looking air conditioner guy. Uh, oh, so, so
1: not Don Draper.
0: No, not Don. Uh, she, uh, she has a little dream of maybe, uh, if she would have kept going with him up, upstairs and gone to the bedroom to measure out where the uh, air conditioner should have gone. You mean where he'd put his unit? <laughs> moving uh and so then the next scene is uh peggy comes in to i'm just moving on because i can't beat that john that's fine that's fine i can't beat it i can't let's move on uh the next scene is uh peggy coming to don's office with uh with cooper so cooper takes uh don into uh into his uh, japanese inspired uh head office and lays a little surprise on him, John.
1: Well, right before right before that happens, um, before Cooper came in, Peggy actually says, "You know, well, she she kind of hems around a raise." And Don's like, "Look, just ask for it." She goes, "Okay, I want five dollars more a week." And Don, Don almost laughs right at her. She's like, "What do you make?" <laughs> um, you know, because she's she's pulling down fifteen hundred, one thousand five hundred a year. Uh, Pretty good. Compared to his 30. So um, so she asked for that. And before he can answer her. Then yeah Roger comes in. He takes Don over to the office. And this was an, another fantastic Pete as an ass scene. Where he walks to his secretary. And, uh, and says. Don and Coop just went into Sterling's office. Let me know when they come out. And she's like okay. I'll just sit here and watch the door. That's all I'll do. He's such an ass. He's such a punk. But, yeah, so, so then we go into the office, and Roger asked Don to be a partner.
0: Mm-hmm. I don't know. Did
1: you think it was in bad – I didn't think it was in bad taste.
0: No, not at all. I mean, it, it, I think it was a long time coming. And, he, I mean, you, you have to deal with the reality of situations, you know? Uh yeah. Cooper deals with the reality of, you know, maybe Roger's not going to make it. And uh, Don totally deserves it. And, you know, we'll see how things play out. Um, the next scene is what is just ridiculous, slimy, rapey, awful. Little Petey Campbell comes in right after Cooper leaves, right? Yeah, 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 right, and right after. And starts saying, oh, you know, Don, Don you're great, what's going to happen, blah, 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 and says, you know what, if Roger doesn't come back, I'd like you to consider me for head of client affairs.
1: No, 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 no. It doesn't matter if Roger's coming back or not. Like, the job is now open for head of accounts. mm mm-hmm. And so so that's what he wants to be in on. Because Cooper had just told Don, you know, now that Don's partner, he's going to maintain his head of creative, but he'll need to give head of accounts to somebody.
0: I don't I don't I don't want Pete to have that.
1: Nobody does. Nobody including does. Don.
0: Exactly. Exactly.
1: And he, and he kind of makes that, you know, obvious. He, you know, Pete says, you know, I, he's so you're right. He is so slimy. So I think, uh, you know, I think we make a pretty good team. I admire your work. Yeah. And, um, you know, I want you to be, uh, I hope you're aware I would like the job. And, and Don just uh, very smugly, like, well, I am now, and walks out. What an ass. Um, you know, but he but but he just got me a partner, so he's excited. He gives Peggy her race. She's excited. Um,
0: Tells her to take the afternoon off, I, I, I do believe.
1: Yeah, well... Gives her a half a half hour off. It's four well, thirty. Hey,
0: listen, in this business, you'll take it.
1: That's right. That's Somebody right. gave Don't me wait. a half hour off. I was oh, gonna say, geez. you're coming home every night at what nine? Nah, I just will so, take a half an hour. No kidding, jeez. Um, and so so everything's great, and then and then we go back to Pete. He is not only you know creepy, he's drunk and creepy. Bad. He takes his uh he takes his his alcohol glass and puts it on Hildy's chair just to be yeah. a jerk. Jeez. And um, gets off, walks into Don's office, throws his feet up, fantasizing what it's going to be like when he gets this upper level job. And man, did I like this scene, how they did this. Mm -hmm. You know, they really they get you nervous that he's going to take this box from Don's brother who nobody knows about.
0: Well, 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 yeah, because so so he's sitting at Don's desk and the male kid comes in, says, you Don Draper. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, he drops off this box. I just want to set that up for you. No, no, go ahead. No, I just wanted to set it up that yeah, so uh so this is how the episode ends. He's like, yeah, and he he takes the box and he puts it on Don's desk, and then it looks like he's gonna take it, right? Yeah. And then the camera and then and then he walks away, and the camera just zooms in on the box, and then uh that fucking bastard comes back and swipes it. Sorry yeah, I, for the, the F bomb there, I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right I, it was just it
1: was done really well because it that extra two seconds just on the box, I thought was great
0: yeah no it was it was, it was a good, shot. It was
1: a good um, shot but then you know then Don heads home, tells Betty about being partner uh she's excited, she apologizes about the salesman thing um it was it was really awkward actually yeah Be- because after that there's this really subtle quiet discontent between them. You know, after that, you know, he just got a partner. He should, everybody should be thrilled. And they're really not. And um, they do a good job again with that.
0: Yeah. You know, I think that um, January Jones is just really good at being awkward. Yeah. I think Absolutely. that's Did really... Did you see
1: Saturday Night Live? All right. Hey-o.
0: All right, John with the singer.
1: But know. yeah, no, you're, you're right. She does that very well for most of the... Uh, most, most of the series.
0: Most of her acting career.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, so uh, then we end the episode with uh, Peggy's at home drinking a bottle of Chianti. Yep. <laughs> I think. And uh, just kind of ending the night, you know, not really, just kind of by herself. Um, And she catches a look in the mirror and kind of says, ooh. Yeah. I'm getting a little big. Maybe I yeah, should lay yeah. off the Chianti and Snickers and uh and velvita and velvita <laughs> you know when you eat velvita whole it tends to just stick on you i've heard <laughs> and uh so she's just about to go to bed and she's like you know what i'm not done celebrating that's right and she grabs the
1: uh the rejuvenator the rejuvenator
0: thank you um and that's how you end an episode ladies and, and I,
1: gentlemen. I thought the music that came in at the end was hysterical as she's grabbing that, the, uh, the upbeat, and it starts off with flying to the moon. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah.
0: Me to the moon is, uh, is appropriate. Is appropriate, to say the least. And that, that's it. That's the whole episode, Indian Summer. Now, folks, we're just going to do that for tonight, because uh, our broadcasts have gotten a little long.
1: Well, and here's the plan. Because the AMC is going to rebroadcast Season 3, and this recap started off... Late in season three. Indeed. We're going to finish up season one. We're yep. going to do a power blast overview of season two.
0: Power blast overview.
1: And then we're going to start rebroadcasting live with AMC to catch us up to speed uh, and get us back to where we need to be before season four comes on this summer.
0: Now, are they, they're showing uh, the third season on Sunday nights.
1: Yes. Just so like you.
0: Yep. Everybody, we can relive what it's like to feel alive again if you know what I'm saying. So we'll do the shows like we had started out doing them on Sunday nights after the show or on Monday nights the next day and uh, try to get in uh, more of a rhythm uh, for the episodes and we can all kind of get on uh, on season three together and then hopefully season four will sail us into happiness.
1: That's right. And season three, just so everybody knows, the rebroadcast is going to start Sunday the 21st. So that's three and a half weeks from now. Okay. And that should be no problem for us to bang out those next, what would that be, three episodes, two more from season one, mm-hmm. and the the season two mass review. Overview.
0: Yes. Yes, indeed. Also exciting, John, if I can bring this up, more listener mail, my friend, and some a- really good ones.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, we'll start out with the... The artwork. Now, are you still putting the artwork on the podcast? I will. I
0: will put. We've got two of them, and I'll put both of them up on this uh, on this post.
1: The first one we got was from Adrian. That would be Mister Adrian. Yeah. Sorry about that from a previous show.
0: Don't worry, her. Adrie-
1: yes, yes. Uh, Adrian <laughs> donated the awesome Campbell soup. Now, this is a Campbell soup can, like you would think, yeah. except instead of the fun little Campbell soup character. We have creepy Pete Campbell's face in the middle of the can, and it is titled old-fashioned rapey Pete soup.
0: <laughs>
1: in my opinion, that would be way too salty and have a bad aftertaste. Oh, oh. Stop it.
0: Stop <laughs> it. And it would have a funny aftertaste. And let's say your stomach's going to hurt later, pal. Um,
1: and that was, that was just fantastic. So thank you, Adrian. Thank you, my friend. Soup. Uh,
0: we got another one from, uh, from actually a friend of the show. Jen Norwin, uh, she sent us a the creepiest uh, picture of, uh, of uh, apparently a man in a hood. She's Photoshopped Pete's face into it, and the text reads, you're going to get raped. <laughs> now, I know it sounds, it sounds a little weird, but it's a hilarious, hilarious piece of work. And she did an incredible job Photoshopping uh, Pete's face into this hood. Um, so check that out on the site. Lastly, we got one more piece of viewer mail. And, John, I feel like it kind of almost goes along with this episode we just reviewed. This is from Alexis. Uh, If I can just read this, would you mind? Go ahead. It says, you are giving me hot pants. Please keep them coming. I'm so looking forward to your season two recap. Now, listen, we don't. Oh, XOXO, Alexis. Now, we, we don't mean to be giving anyone hot pants, but sometimes John and I just can't help it. So. For everybody out there, thanks for listening. Please keep your pants cool. We're sorry the season two recap isn't gonna really happen as planned, but I think John's new idea is the way to go. That sounds great. This was a good show. I loved this show, John. Why don't we really, do this every week?
1: I'm really excited about the next two episodes here rounding out season one.
0: Oh, there's some of the I'd say the the season finale of this season, redundant. Uh, is, uh, <laughs> <laughs> is really exceptional. It's, yeah, it's, it's a really I've heard, exceptional
1: show. I, I, I've heard that show talked about in a lot of different media. Oh, yeah.
0: Because
1: it is, it is exceptional.
0: It's just written to an impeccable standard. Listen, we did it in 42 minutes. This is All exciting, right. John. I'm going to cut the show off, and uh, we'll see you for the next episode.
1: All right, that sounds good.
0: All right, buddy. Talk to you later. Yep, bye. I know I said I'd cut it off, John, but uh, because we're no good at this. I forgot to give our email and our website. Well, this is very important because we want to perpetuate this show. We want more people to listen,
1: and we want maybe some sponsors.
0: So tell your friends, tell your parents, tell your pets, tell everyone you can find. You visit our website at madmenrecap.com. And then our email address is staff at madmenrecap.com, and that's where you can send all your art and your thoughts and 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 the encouragement for John and I. And not to mention we are still waiting for phone call number 1. God jeez, please people. I set now that you, up for you. And you
1: have you have the phone number at the bottom of each post, is that right?
0: Yes, you just no, it's not a, it's not a number. You just click on the Google voice thing and it does its magic.
1: And they and they can find that at the posts.
0: Yes, on every post. You can't miss it. All right. All right, buddy. Well done.